Hello and welcome to the Sorry Meadows podcast, where we have been arguing about the correct way to eat spaghetti for a while, but now we're going to stop doing that and we're going to talk about Netflix's recent, very well-released spooky film trilogy, uh, Fear Street, where they um based off R.L. Stein's books, I believe, well, inspired not by really. R.L. Stein's books, as far as I know, they're not based they're in, at all. Well, they're it in was... the film, aren't they? So <laughs> They exist <laughs> yeah. in the canon. Must be, must be really confusing for those characters. Yeah. Very cool. And Netflix, if anyone doesn't know, we're going to go full spoilers because I think you could talk about the first, avoiding them. But talking about the second and third without going into spoilers would be just impossible. So we're just going to talk about each film in order and what we thought of them. For anyone who doesn't know, Netflix released a trilogy called Fear Street recently, which were three three stories that slowly went back in time as they went and each told their own story, but sort of tied together this big narrative about the town they're in as well. So very cool. Uh Go watch them if you, and then come back and listen to this episode because they were very, very cool. Um, let's um, just because this is apparently how I start episodes, I'm doing. Let's just see what everyone thought about Fear Street first of all. Jack's not here, so I'll go to Melanie. <laughs> oh, um, yes, I really liked Fear Street. I have, I guess, recently, like last year, started liking horror films. But then again, Fear Street is more of a slasher. So I've which always is a, which of... is a, which is the type of horror film. <laughs> I know, I know, but it's not the type Scre- of horror film. Uh, Scream's I... not really a horror, is it? It's not the type of horror film I hate. It's not the type of horror film that like scares me. You know, it's just fun, I guess. <laughs> as much fun as <laughs> slashing someone open can be. Um, but yeah, no, it's it was it was um, nice to watch and fun and good characters and I clearly remember everything and I think I liked the second one most but yeah uh, what about you Sani? I uh, I'm going to agree with Melanie but probably be a, a lot more assertive in the way that I say it uh, I too have these got were into... and they were fun <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah I I've started getting into horror uh, a lot more over the last few months and i think this was a really solid trilogy i definitely loved the second one the most um but i think both parts one and three were also very cool and yes all of it it was all very cool i liked it that wasn't more assertive that was just what melanie said (laughs) (laughs) but he's a man so it was more assertive i guess wow i'm not i didn't I didn't say anything along those lines, Melanie. You can't no, play that you card. You insinuated it, being a man. <laughs> the trilogy. Long word. Uh, Reese, what did you think of Fear Street? Well, wasn't this a little treat? No idea it was coming out. No idea it was a trilogy. No idea it was a film series or anything. Because um, the, the 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 main horror film on Netflix I was looking forward to this year was Classic Horror Story, which I'd heard quite a lot about. Um, but this one just came out of nowhere, um, directed by someone who I've never really heard of, in Lee Janiak. Yeah, what a great, what a great little treat this was. Um, loads of cool deaths, a nice, cool overarching story, and a brilliant, brilliant um, third act. I thought, which really wrapped up the first two parts 
because I, I remember I, I finished part two and I was, I was still a bit iffy about it. And then they went back in time. I was like, ah, oh, I, I know I'm going to love this. Like the, the, the cliffhanger at the end of part two, I was like, this is going to be special. And it, it was. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy. Um, not sure how I felt about it being released over three weeks. Uh, I know the initial plan was to release it monthly in cinemas or special releasings. But, um, yeah, it was, it, it was over quite quickly. But, yeah, it was great. It was a nice little treat, as I said. And my, my year is more fruitful because of it. Um. Uh, I, I really liked this year as well. We all know I love horror. And, like, 80s and 90s slashes are, like, and 70s. That 30 years of slashes are, like, my <laughs> favorite, favorite type of film. Because even when they're terrible, um, they're good fun. And this was such a really good, like, love letter to those slashes. And it's clearly Netflix taking a bit of what they've learned from Stranger Things as well, as you can tell by all the Stranger Things actors and sets that show up in this show. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just think it was a fantastic horror trilogy. I, I like Reese, didn't know it was even coming out until like a week before it did, so I went into each of these completely blind. I didn't know who was going to be in them. You know, Britta was going to be there. I didn't know well, what they'd be about. Britta's in this? Um, but yeah, I thought they were fantastic. I had a lot of fun. I am... Um, I think part two was also my favourite. Um, just because it was very good, but I don't think any of them were bad. In fact, I think they were all great. Uh, but we'll we'll jump in uh, to the first one, Fear Street Part 1, 1994. Uh, what did everyone think of Fear Street Part 1, 1994? I think it's the weakest one because the characters are... Well, the lead character, not all of them, are probably the least interesting. I know we get them in the second half of the third one, but they're a lot better in that one. They're a lot more likeable. Um, so I don't really care about Sam and... Uh, Dina. I, Dina. Um, but I Dina like the I like some of the other characters in it, like Dina's brother mm. and her friends. And also, I thought That's... the killer was really cool. It's... Yes. Multiple That's... killers. Yeah, I thought... <laughs> I think part three was my least favourite, but I, I really like part one. Um, It go, goes, like, firmly in the middle for me. I think it was just a very cool slasher. It didn't have, I think, as much of the story yet. It just said, okay, there's Shady Side and there's Sunnyvale and there's Seraphir happened and now people show up and kill people so it didn't have the full loyex and they built more on that later but i thought i think when i watched this one i wasn't too fond of dina because i think she was quite rude at the start and i don't think they quite pulled it back by part three i liked her a lot more because i think i'd seen her full arc by then but i think the side characters in this were really good i didn't like any of them at the start and by the end like when people started dying i was like no not that character yeah yeah, yeah. and you don't have to uh, not name names <laughs> Because we said we're doing spoilers, so we can get into yeah. it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Kate. Kate was my favourite. As she got her head put in a bread slicer. It was, it was a cool death, but yeah, it was a bit violent so. for me. I don't know. It's a slasher. It Melanie. was a bit violent for me. Okay, Melanie, <laughs> do you think you can describe something more violent than getting your head shoved through a, a bread slicer? Like every death in Saw. <laughs> it's just a little. <laughs> oh, no, I, one, I, it I, reminded I, nah, me of. I, I'd Jig, argue the death in Jigsaw at the end. Yeah, the, I, the I, I'd color. argue, I'd argue that that bread slice was a lot grimmer than what I saw in Jigsaw. Maybe not the inverted rib 
slasher thing that ripped your ribs out. But apart from that, I, I can't think of a more horrible way to go. Um, that's yeah. why I said it was a bit violent for me. You said a bit. <laughs> so I thought you said a, you said a bit violent. I mean, like, what is a lot violent? <laughs> mm. Yeah. He okay. saw the slasher running around killing people, and she was just like, "Why can't you just like give him a hug instead?" Yeah, I was like, "Oh, why do these people actually have to die now?" I was getting attached to them. <laughs> yeah, because that's something I think this film does really well as a slasher. Because most slashes, like, they just kill everyone like all the time. But this one, you get like loads of deaths at the start. And then the rest of the characters, you're like, ha, we're going to make you love all of them. And then yeah. we're going to kill them all. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually didn't have that really big good. of a problem as, I think, Sammy with the main character, Dina. Yeah. Yeah. Dina Ling. I don't know. <clears throat> I, I liked her as well. I just found her, like Mike said, she was quite rude to everyone. And mm. she, like there was that scene where she went in to accuse Sam's new boyfriend. But... She'd broken up with Sam, then got angry when Sam left, and then got even angrier yeah, when she yeah, got a new true. boyfriend, and then got angry when her boyfriend didn't like her. And it was just sort of like, you got Yeah, that, be... that was it for me. They just didn't give enough to redeem why Sam's, like, becoming such, like, wanting to be a girlfriend again. Because, like, Dina's quite rude at the start. I think once Dina has mm-hmm. gone through loads of stuff to unpossess Sam and fought loads of monsters and stuff, then she's. She's yeah. redeemed it, but I think just in Silly. this film alone. Um, but the, I think it fixes it by having the whole trilogy in context. Um, and I think next time I watch it, I'll probably like her a bit more. Really good actress, though. I won't hold yes. it against the actress yes. at all. Like I think the whole cast, considering a lot of them seemed mm. like sort of people who hadn't been in much. I think they were all fantastic. Well, yeah. I think apart from is it Sadie Fink in the second one? Uh, I didn't recognize. I don't think I recognized any of them. Well, there was Mayor Hawk, wasn't there? Who, Gimps. who, well, who um, played out the scream trope, wasn't it? Where you have this big star killed off first. Um, yeah, she was the Drew Barrymore. No, I. This was also my least favorite of the three. I thought the series went better as it went. Um, I just found it as much as it was a homage to classic slashers. I didn't think it was a particularly interesting slasher. Like, uh, I didn't find the 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 um the monsters coming out them particularly scary or unique i mean uh, um there's only one there's only like one bit where where it stood in the garden and that's a bit creepy but apart from that i just i wasn't that freaked out and but you are right by the end when when they do get picked off one by one i'm a bit more invested into it but yeah there's just a lot more going on in the se- in the in the second two um and 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 i think as soon as we got to the the hospital that, that and the, the, this is a common thing in a lot of um, horror films. I got a bit of, I don't know, murder fatigue. Like it was just happening so frequently, and ev- seeing everyone died, I was just like, okay, the the gore, the gore, blood factor, shock factor's gone for me now. That was redeemed once. Um, what's his name? Tommy Miller goes nuts in the second one, but yeah, it it was all right. Like I'm not, it wasn't a bad film, but it was it was all right, and it set up something better. So. I'm surprised you said you weren't that interested in the killers because I thought the collection of killers in the first one were very cool. Yes. You had the singing girl, the yeah. the skull mask guy, and the axe guy, mm. who I thought were all very cool. Yeah. I do admit the first one suffers from not having Bonk Kid, but you only get like, yeah. you only get like Boink Kid for one scene. It's just yeah, Boink they kid show us Boink Kid, but then they don't um, give us Boink Kid. Yeah, you can't. 
it's this phrase is isn't show and then don't tell it's show and then give boink kid so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um yeah, yeah i i think kate was also my favorite character like um it sort of subverted the uh head girl sort of trope wasn't it where she turned out to be the drug dealer like she's just trying to make money in any way possible to get out of the town which is fair enough and then she tragically succumbs to a bread maker uh in one of the i I, honestly one of the best deaths i've seen in a long time and um i was interested to see how they made it like and um if you've seen the behind the scenes her head is a watermelon when they push it through oh um it's like it's a bit of forced perspective but then there's watermelon (laughs) which is coming out the other end which is quite cool i thought um who knew watermelon makes a good brain (laughs) i think that the the setup here was like that best type of mystery setup where when you look back on it it makes like loads of sense but at the time you didn't suspect it at all because in this sheriff good like you don't think i don't think anyone guessed from the first one alone that he was the big bad well it's because to be fair he's not he's not in it that much not in the first one the the big telling bit for me is at the end when they found them dead and he's like uh the only way we can twist this narrative to make you guys be able to move on from it is to say oh it was just these two drug dealers who just got all high and then killed each other in a supermarket mm-hmm. and it's like at the time it's like oh you're being a bit morally wrong there and then yeah. when you realize he's a big bad you're like hey you arsehole <laughs> you killed more him. like sheriff bad <laughs> yeah what tipped me off is that he's called good yep but it's not, yeah. 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 Good is good is evil. <laughs> well, good All is over the third one. Good is a prominent surname with the Salem witch trials, isn't it? That's that's the link oh, there. Um, and then if um, he'd taken a wife, then they would have been goody good. <laughs> and, what's, and even towards the end, where like it seemed clear that the goods were going to be the bad guys, I thought it would be the mayor of yeah. Sunnyvale, not Shadyside, because. Sheriff Good, he lives in Shadyside, which is getting slowly worse, whereas the other good is the mayor of the town that's getting slowly better. Mm. Which I think is I think it's very cool how they explained how like these two towns that have a rivalry, one is objectively better, but maybe not because it's evil. It's because it's literally feeding off the good in the other town. <laughs> yeah. Like mm. it looks better, is not better. I was very complimentary of the soundtrack in this film. I loved all the cool it 90s bops it put in, particularly Firestarter, which is a, <laughs> a bit of a, 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 a great little song, which is obviously it went off when yeah. very well. Yeah, even though Firestarter came out after 1994, but yeah, we'll, we'll let right. it go. Maybe they we'll had an advanced copy of the album. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Firestarter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also love uh, can't remember his name, the character was it Josh? Josh. Uh, Dina's brother um, doing the Konami code every time yeah. he has to walk past Kate it's the only <laughs> thing that gives him the strength to walk past her <laughs> that's very funny yeah <laughs> uh, yeah uh, shall we move on and talk about mine, Melanie and Sammy's favourite of the trilogy, Fear Street Part 2 1980 1978. 
Uh, wow. I was close. I got two of the numbers right. 16 years <laughs> before. Uh, yeah. yeah, my favorite. Because it was just <laughs> like, hey, you like Friday the 13th? Here you go. I mean, now I've it... never seen Friday the 13th. I have Neither. seen, however, that psych episode where they're at the camp and the killer goes, you know, crazy. So that's my reference. Um, yeah, <laughs> I love like summer camp slashes. Yeah, I think they're so good. Um, like, I just think this was like it was not same as with the first one, but I think more to an extent this one. It did summer camp slasher really well, and then also combined it with the lore of the like of the mystery and the the whole like yeah. fear street story really well and yeah. it's I, it's like they made a movie directly for me it's full of david bowie <laughs> full of references <laughs> to stephen king it's a summer camp slasher and it's got people using a book of clues to navigate an underground maze in a tomb so like they went this guy he need, he just he needs a movie and then also, they made it for me also, and it's got it's got Ziggy, a community actor in it Z- ziggy's dog is called major tom as well yeah, which is it's full of yeah. Ah, I love yeah. This. Um, and, and Ziggy's nickname is from. I just Bowie, think I just think because the, the the most interesting aspect of this trilogy is the overarching story, the stuff with the witch and so when they, when they first go down the caverns, I my eyes sort of lit up a bit because it was like ah uh, they're really going into the what's actually going on in this. It's not just going to be like like the last one was a, a slasher homage. This was wasn't just going to be a direct. Friday the Thirteenth style ripoff. No, it was distinct enough for me to not just put it in that category. Like I would not call this a Friday Thirteenth spin um, ripoff. It's its own film, its own right. What I really liked was the twist at the end that the the sisters were the other way around. I didn't see that coming. See, that was a I, nice little thing. I think it was uh, a really good twist, but I got confused by the movie because in my head I just assumed straight away that. Um, Ziggy was C. Berman, so I just assumed that Max was a younger Britta. Um, and I was, so like when they revealed that they weren't and they were another character, I was like, "What?" And then I spent the whole movie thinking, like, "No, but I'm still like in my head, I'm really convinced <laughs> that they've got this the wrong way around." And then it turns out I just accidentally guessed the twist. This also, I um, I thought it um, like solidified the difference between Shadyville and Sunnyside. What's it called? Is that the, is what they call uh, it? Sunnyside. Shadyside and Sunnyside. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think they did really well to distinct, like, one's prosperous, the other isn't, and th- this curse clearly has an effect. And just how, like, horrible people are towards each other in this. Like, Teenagers. They, so. they, they hang her up, and they're going to burn her. Like, yeah. what the hell? Jesus <laughs> what is... Christ. And all because she, what did she do? She, like, looked at some guy or something. And she nicked yeah. him in. I think that's sort of part of the whole, like, because there's clearly a bit of Stephen King inspiration in this one. And I think it's based off the fact that every bully in any Stephen King book is a total psychopath. <laughs> like, look <laughs> yeah. at Henry Bowers. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I like the all the angsty teen stuff as well. I mean, I didn't. To be fair, I I suspected Nick from this film because he's a, he's like he's just too good. He's just too nice, good. and he's good. like, I'm going to save you. You'll be fine. And it's just he, it's so angsty. I mean, I mean, he looks he looks too old to be a camper as well. <laughs> I, he, I thought he, he looked, looked in really like old. his twenties or something. So at least, but, at least, at least that's a good homage. <laughs> yeah, the whole well, cast did. The whole cast looked too old to be. Yeah. yeah, but to be fair, good was supposed to be not like a teenager there. 
like I mean a teenager and yeah. older older teenager running the camp. Yeah, but he's flirting with Sadie Sink. Yeah, that's why one of the guys is like, "You you do realize she's a camper, right?" <laughs> like yeah, one of like, them actually comments on it. Yeah, I, I, I think... think this has the best murder spree of the yeah, of the three it, films. It, it's so delicious that he I, just. I, just... I, like I. I don't care that I don't care Delicious. that it's yeah I don't I don't care that it's like really repetitive either because literally every death involving Tommy in this is the person going Tommy and then axe I don't care I love it the, I I, I love watching kids getting chopped up by yeah, an the axe. second they killed a kid I was like that's very surprising I have and to then say they just though they never actually it. show it though Reese they never no. actually show the kids being you, not, cut up I was about to say it's because you're not allowed to show a kid dying on screen then I remember well, the Friday the Thirteenth movie. <laughs> well, the different well, times. Yeah, but they, all the deaths were Tommy. <laughs> yeah, but you never actually see it. You, no, it's always hidden or cut away. To be or... fair, I can fill in those details myself. <laughs> <laughs> Probably more brutally. Ah, yeah, I guess. and there are when it's the ones, older yeah. counselors you see it. Um, yeah, with it, the uh, older with the older ones you see it. Yeah. Was it the guy Arnie? He got one right in the face, and the the Shadyville, the shady side main person gets yeah. one right and they oh she gets one in the um in the shoulder and it really sticks in yeah like, like and he gets it the... jammed and it's like yeah it's just like yeah, yeah. and i and you know, you know those are bits like where i think this this goes beyond like the parody is that even in like friday the 13th although he's you know he does use an axe and stuff the hits when i watched those for maybe because the time it was made or the budget those those hits never really felt real in those films whereas in this you're like fuck Someone's got absolutely walloped by an axe there. There's no way they're walking that off. Unless unless you give them C unless you give them CPR, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just like I'm terrified of axes. Like they're so like vicious. Sharp. Like even if you get clipped by one, it's gonna like take half your arm mm. off. They're just I remember Sammy after brutal. this movie came out, like messaging me going, I'm so scared of axes. I hate the concept of axes. I don't like being around. <laughs> Sammy, yeah. do you know the the Axeman of New Orleans? No. Why would Ooh. I know the Axeman of you New really Orleans? You really don't know the Axeman of New Orleans. Oh yeah, he's okay. on my messenger. Hang on, let me just. Oh, he's just sent me this really no, cool selfie. No, it's like selfie. an actual, real, unsolved case where someone went around and killed people in their sleep with axe with an axe. Mm. <laughs> Very my, thankful you're not in New Orleans. My my favorite axe death in film is when the guy gets decapitated in Kingsman, when Colin first going around. It just goes boom, and his head comes clean off. Love that. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> I'm a little worried for Reese here. Not gonna lie, but oh no! And also, so Sandor Clegane as well has a couple of good beheadings with an axe. Off the top of my oh. head, uh, I think Fear Street Two probably did an even better job than the first of building up all the characters before mm. killing them off. Because you get a good mm. like over half hour in this before. Anything, anything goes starts, really wrong, yeah. And like you yeah. build, you get all the characters. I think even the characters, again, like the first one that you think aren't gonna be very likable. Like I'm struggling to remember her name. C. Uh, Berman's friend. Um, oh, but Alice. By the end, she became like yeah, Alice. She became like super well-rounded and relatable. So I thought, yeah, yeah did a fantastic job of building all the characters. Yeah. Like, a lot of cannon fodder that mean... they didn't build, but you don't need to. So. And I mean, well, they were just like, kids. They the were just kids, weren't they? Like... <laughs> I don't know. I have not seen many slashers, but like, I don't know. You you get a lot of like the killer himself as well in the first like half an hour, and you yeah, because it's like so sad when then, he turns evil. And then he turns, yeah. 
I mean, it, it's well, it's like The Shining, isn't it? And like, what, what, um, what, what is the name of the kid? What, what is the name of the the, the, the... Danny? Danny? No, the 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 Nick Good. He does say oh. it's like he liked the new, the new Stephen King novel that just came out, which is referring to The Shining. And yeah, this I, I'd say that this is very similar. Yeah, he's got the axe killer, and it's built up. Maybe the maybe that shows that what that's what Nick wanted him to do. He wanted him to be an axe killer because he's got like the um like the checkered top as well, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. I this this movie also had one of the most like satisfying moments of any movie in ages for me because I because like it's really obvious that that guy's the axe guy from the first one because he's got like the whole same outfit but yeah. not the sack. So I spent the whole film going get the sack, get the sack. Know time he was like walking past somewhere where there could be a sack i was like put the sack on and then like there's that <laughs> moment like in the third act when ziggy pulls the mask down over him and it's just like yeah he did it he got he it got the he sack. got the sack i also think he got the sack one of the that, <laughs> he's out that final scene with all the killers where it's just the two sisters in the middle of this big open area and they're just being completely surrounded is really tense and like really brute like watching them be like butchered with like knives and axes is really like horrifying it really yeah. feel you really and feel then you it. get that great shot afterwards of them like lying in the rain but as we said it's really dumb that she got like stabbed multiple times in the stomach and heart and then they cured her with cpr no, no, no. everybody knows you can get someone back alive from anything using cpr do you know what else isn't believable though witches and curses and magic so you know i'm fine for yeah, it <laughs> but i find that more believable than i find that more believable than healing a knife wound with cpr yeah same well i think he used cpr to initially like bring her back but like i don't think we're supposed to think oh she's been magically cured because she then gets she gets cartwheeled off to it in an ambulance sammy sammy you stabbed, you stabbed in, the in the heart and then did cpr it would just squirt everywhere yeah. <laughs> So you can't bring someone back with CPR if there's someone in, in Suicide the Squad would have survived the CPR despite um, <laughs> the Suicide Squad. The Suicide yeah. Squad. No, yeah, I... but that's just because it bounced off their muscles. To, to remember, you got to remember that it was Nick who was giving the CPR, who is kind of in control of the murders. So, yeah, but I don't think he's got like magic powers. Yeah. He? Well, I think that uh, he clearly does have magic powers if he can summon murderers. So. Oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot <laughs> about that bit. <laughs> um, what? Uh, what what did disappoint me a little bit in this was I don't really know what the significant. I thought that Ziggy's character in the future was going to have more of a like more of like a, a a story changing role as opposed to just telling the story of one of the murders in the past. Like I thought, well, come she the kind of part- does because she she's the one that gives the inspiration to Dina to do the first half of the third part, and she's a massive part of the second yeah, half but of the third. I thought her. I, I thought that Nick being in love with her would come up really significant, but it, it was just like something that came back well, up. No, because it was like it was like one night thirty years ago, or like sixteen years ago, whatever it was, um, where they they kind of had a thing for each other, but it was literally one night. I assume she went to hospital, and then when she found out what he'd said to everyone else, she was like, "Oh, she also that guy." <laughs> she also by the end of the film didn't like him. Because she was like, "Okay, here's all the stuff that happened," and he went, "Nah, I don't believe you." <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think they were like in love for like they were barely in love. They just had a thing for each other and had like one kiss. I just wanted more Gillian Jacobs. Okay, 
Can yeah, you... that's fine. <laughs> but that's that's not a, that's not a fault with the film in terms of like no, the storytelling stuff. No, but it's something I can say that I thought there was going to be more of her because I thought mm. she'd have more of a part and she just didn't. So it's fine. Good good film anyway. Yeah. Uh, speaking of good film, this is part three, sixteen sixty six. Was a good film. Huh? Yeah, six six six. That is the devil's number. <gasps> wow! And the best wow. thing about this what? film is that it was also two films rolled it into was two one. Films. Yeah, I That's was really surprised the... when the uh, the witch, uh, the Salem stuff ended, and I was like, "Hang on a minute, Weird. A... this isn't a film length trilogy." This trilogy has a movie called Fear Street Part Four, nineteen ninety four Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> That's where this maybe falls like to the weakest of the bunch for me, because neither of the halves are bad, but it's such a like disconnect from like the sixteen sixty six half to the first to the nineteen ninety four part. It's like I think both were great, and like I think the sixteen sixty six stuff explained all the lore really well, and all the characters were great, and the setting was great, and it felt very unique. And then the nineteen ninety four part two stuff I think wrapped it all up very well, but it was a big disconnect there you could if yeah. you added half an hour onto each half of that you could have just released them as two separate films but, yeah yeah but can you can you and imagine you would have had a fair street part four 1994 part <laughs> but, two. But, but can you imagine if you yes. had to wait like, Another uh, like week. A, a, no no like no a month months in between the films as initially planned and they were and you're waiting you a whole to watch weekly as like a show yeah i know i know no, but but you're waiting a month for part three called 1666 and only half of it took part in it i think you'd be a little bit disappointed however i think the first half of this film is the best bit of this trilogy easily and i it it plays right into my favorite type of horror film which what, is that people are horrible yeah the, 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 people the pe- die no 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 is that people the people are worse than the horror they're worse than the threat in the film you get it in it right i know pennywise is bad but you know, everyone, ev- everyone in Derry is horrible as well. And it doesn't matter if you get killed by Pennywise or not. You, something bad's going to happen to you in that town anyway. You know, it, it's just like, and I just love the fact, you, you just saw from the start how, because uh, you know that they get that Sarah Freer gets framed. But you just see it like slowly, uh, slowly fall apart for her. And all the little things come together. I like it when they go down to the caverns and they look up. And it's the same shot through the loo from the first film, and it's just a different view. Uh, I, I think this this really wrapped it up perfectly, and I I thought that the performances, particularly in this film, um, of the a lot of the actors like reprising different roles, I thought mm. they a lot were of really Irish great. Mm. Yeah, a lot of in a bit where the Irish were there apparently, according to Chris. But what what the hell, Ohio? Apparently French. <laughs> yes, in Ohio. Is not. That is stupid. <laughs> when you talk of the reu- reused cast, it did surprise me how little of an impact most of them had because they were there just to be killed by the priest. Um, yeah, yeah. So but it was only there, really because it was it was Dina's memory, so she was sort of just filling it all in. Yeah, That's true. yeah. It's but I did, I, I I did think like that it. Sarah. Sarah was probably the best character of the whole trilogy. Mm. Um, she was fantastic. Like the Which way is a they... good thing. Because it's sort yeah, of named after her. Yeah, it's about her. And making, like... Because in the first one, they very much set it up as, no, Sarah Fear is a bad guy. She's the one you should be afraid of. But by the end, the fact that she's the one that you're rooting for is great. I th- yeah, yeah, I think she's a very and, good character. And it, it doesn't... It takes for all the way when you see, actually, Solomon in... You know, Solomon with the book and actually s- selling his soul to the devil. 
I was not I was not sure for a long time whether Sarah would turn bad and whether would actually be the witch in the end. Um, I yeah I I liked how slow the first half of this was just because the first two are heavy death. You know they're heavy death, but they're all intense and there's slashing and there's lots of stabbing and yeah but you go into them knowing that in, so it's not in to the this, film's detriment yeah, no, I'm, no I'm not saying but I'm saying this is, a, this is a much slower film and the horror once you actually get to the horror when they go into the church and you've got all oh, the everyone kids is dead. all the kids with, <laughs> with no eyes, out eyes yeah. yeah and it's just like built up perfectly the tension in this is fantastic it's suspenseful paranoia ridden you know it's just it, it ticks all the boxes. Very much like this. The Witch. Yeah. Which is a fantastic movie. Never yeah, seen. and The Crucible. And I think that's probably the, where the main inspiration came from. For yeah. It. Well, according to Lee Janiak, the main inspiration for the setting was... Um, uh, oh, A New World? That one episode of um, WandaVision no. where they uh, did a Salem Witch. <laughs> a New <laughs> World, which is it. like the Pocahontas adaption from a couple of years ago with... What's his name? Uh, Colin Witch Farrell. Trials? Colin Farrell. Today, no, no, no. The trials? setting, the setting of a new world, oh. like, is brought from that. Um, um, but it I wouldn't thought... be Ohio, though. I guess. <laughs> no, Ohio. but but she said it was the. Inspiration no, they never say in the it. film it's Ohio. <laughs> well, they do. don't they? Yeah, they, they? do. Oh, yeah. oh dear. It's thought... specifically set for where where oh, the right. director grew up, which was Ohio. Oh, right. So that's just wrong historically. Yeah. I. To be I fair, there admit, are no witches I was, either. I was a bit worried when I watched the first one that they were going to do another the Salem Witch Trials were right type story. Mm. But no, you get to part three and then they're like, nah, uh Witch Trials were very Salem. bad. Yeah. And I like yeah. that the curse that we've sort of heard in the other films that uh, Sarah is sort of associated with is still valid and true. But it's about her like haunting uh, the yeah. goods and not the town. Kind mm. of got nothing to do with it. And every time we see her, it's I guess it's her trying to help, which is why the killers go after people who have seen her visions, which I think is very mm. cool because it means like the the whole yeah. thing has been twisted for years. And like all the little bits of her story that you hear, like she chopped off her hand in the deal. It's like she didn't. Someone no. else chopped off her hand. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think not only was um, like Dina and Sarah redeemed in this, I thought that Hannah Miller was also a brilliant character. I thought she worked really well with Sarah Fear, and I think the tragedy of their relationship and where it ended up was what really kept me in, in this first half as well. I was very committed to their relationship, and yeah. you, I, again, it, you just watch it, you know it's going to deteriorate and just watch it slowly deteriorate and it's just got a head in the hands because it's like, it's never going to work and the Solomon twist was like, oh, I didn't expect him to be it. I didn't expect him. Of all the people, I didn't expect you to be under that Yeah, because you think it's going to initially be the priest be witch. or like the witch in the woods or just like the guy, yeah. uh, uh, I forgot his name, the kind of like the drunk guy in the village. Who's oh, Mad of... Tommy. Mad Tommy. Wait, I was trying. I was trying to remember what his name was. Mad Tommy. He can't be Mad Tommy because he was Thomas in the other place too, right? Oh. I, I was trying to remember what his name was. I was so for some reason convinced that he would have like filthy in his name. <laughs> <laughs> the, my favorite Fear Street villain is Filthy Frank. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and then we get this massive time jump <laughs> back to 
1994. Yeah, part two. Part two. <laughs> and I, I think it's a really cool... Because I didn't realise when I was watching it that it was Sheriff Good and then um, the Solomon Good. Solomon. I, I just knew... I, I didn't know his surname was Good, so I was like, oh, it was Solomon. Sure. And then when the policeman starts hunting them, when he starts hunting them in the uh, woods, I was like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I love that they just drive around recruiting people to go and kill the sheriff. And that guy's <laughs> just like, hey, he framed me yeah, for I'll graffiti. Let's kill him. <laughs> that guy That guy doesn't care about the witches and the monsters or no. anything. He just, he just wants to kill Sheriff Good, which is a lot Martin. of fun. Because it turns out Sheriff Good is an asshole. Yeah. yeah. It's a big arsehole. And I think it was really clever using, like, the blood tactic that they learn, obviously from the first film, but obviously it was, like, yes, like, a couple of hours ago for them to spray him with her blood. Mm. Um, I thought that was really cool. And then he had to, like, figure out how to navigate <laughs> the killers. Because full of blood. Very cool. Chris, just name-dropping Chris, me, me and Melanie watched this with our friend Chris, and he brought up a very good point, which is just, the killers will only go after you if you're covered in blood, unless you're the two cops that come in to disrupt the main characters. <laughs> in which case, they'll just kill you. Yeah. Um, had the blood been dispensed by then? Uh, I think they trailed it along the floor. Yes. I think. My, no, but I by but the by the is... time that, because I thought, sorry. No, apparently the water guns were close to them, or something like that. That was one theory. Well, yeah, that was that was the theory I had. The water guns were by their feet. So, because uh, as far as I can tell, right? So the initial curse, the name gets put on the wall, and they go on a murder spree until they're dead, and then yep. they only then they only get resurrected if someone's blood is spilt on some grave or some hand or something. Right. And I if... had that happened, and and then at the, if that happens, they only go after the person whose blood is spilt on it. Had the blood been spilt before that? Is the question I think Must needs answering? Yeah. Oh, remember, oh, remember, remember. And they also said if you don't attack them or if you don't well, disturb yeah. them, they won't go after you. They won't go after you. But the the gun, the the cops were armed, so yeah. Oh, that's true. But uh, I can ignore any because otherwise the killers wouldn't have been on the loose. Oh, I think Good set them on them oh, because okay. they were on to. Oh, yeah. So that that was okay. a case where he he specifically sent okay. them after them. And he made a good choice with his selection of killers for this film, I think. Because he brings back the team from the first and everyone's favourite, <laughs> Boink Kid. We boink get loads kid. of Boink Kid in this boink. one. Oh, so much Boink Kid. We even get a killer civil war and the other killers get to fight the Boink Kid. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. I, I think I, I was so happy they got to fight each other. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this is what I want to see. This is. Who... Just, I didn't even know I wanted to know who would win in a fight between all the ghosts. Who's Boink Kid? Oh, Sammy. Oh. Kid. Oh. He's the kid, kid the that goes bat. Boink. The He's the bat. kid. We see what? we see a kid who has a baseball bat, and in the flashbacks He's... of him, he actually smashes, oh! he smashes like, the, his boink. parents, and it's just like, boink. <laughs> That's the whole thing we see. And, and every time we walks, see him, he's boink. Every time he walks, boink. he does boink, boink on the So he's Boink Kid. We, um, <laughs> when we get our inevitable Fear Street Part 2 trilogy... Uh, I hope that one of the flashback episodes is about um, Boink Kid. And I hope <laughs> one of the titles for that will be Fear Street Part 2, Part, fu- pa- part 6, part 1994, 1994 Part, part, part 3. three. <laughs> the sequel. 
Yeah, I definitely want. I definitely want the second trilogy to be called Fear Street Two, and then part like. What What did you guys think of the resolution in context of the entire trilogy, not just this film? Very. I love her coming that. out in Sunnyvale, and just immediately it's all falling apart, and it's like they're getting like six hundred years of bad luck, yeah. four hundred years of bad luck in one go. I think that's great, and I love that. Uh, the sheriff suddenly, like, immediately outed after his death as being, like, this homicidal maniac who's behind most of it. And then all of his family are like, oh, we had no idea. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, part of his magic must have been like, oh, it'll help cover me up. But then, like, the second he's dead, they're like, it was him. And, like, and all those other people he framed, <laughs> Kate didn't do anything wrong. It's, like, it feels like such a yeah. massive victory. And it's like, yeah. it may be a huge jump, but by, like, three films in, like, it still feels like such a huge win that you're like, yeah, we did it. Cause it's very hard to, um, it's very hard to remember. Like basically the last two films took place over one night. Like basically it all took place over one night. Cause Elf, they were like we flashbacks did, right? and stuff. So yeah, it's very, oh, what a, oh, yeah, what one a night, night yeah. for Dina. <laughs> it's a very condensed night. Yeah. And you yeah. think the way Dina changes by the end is phenomenal. I, I, I think back to like happy death day where you start with this really unlikable person. who you don't really care if she survives or not, and then you get to the end like, yeah, I do, because not only what she's been through, but she embodies Sarah, Free- Sarah Fear as well. Yeah. All the pain and suffering and, I think and that by the end, she went through, Dina feels, and it builds by, her as a person. By the end, you're rooting for Dina and Sam so much as well. Like, because yeah. you're also sort of, because it's obviously because it's the same actors, you're seeing echoes of Sarah and Hannah in yeah. there. But like, you just want that... Dina and Sam to succeed, and when they're having that takeaway by the grave, and then you get yeah. the shot where it goes up, you're like, and "Yeah, that is contrary to that is contrary to the first film because I did at one point think, what, why, like Dina's like sacrificing basically her brother and two friends so that Sam can survive, and like, like was that was that a price worth paying you, was for Sam to survive? Do I care about her enough? Whereas you get to this third film, it's like, yeah, I care because you see what Hannah, Hannah and Sarah Freer went through and. In the past, now Sam and Dina get to do it in the present. It, well, not present, 90s. Yeah, it's, it's justified. Um, How does Sheriff Good die? I don't quite remember what gets stabbed in the eye by Dina. So Dina, Dina puts his hand on the organ thing. So he sees all of the people who have been killed because of what he's done. Yeah. And in that moment of distraction, he gets stabbed in the eye by Dina. Yeah, he stabs him in the eye. And then, oh, puff, very cool and then puff. Don't Who do we think took the book at the end? Hmm. I, s- uh, I forgot that happened. Uh, yeah, because it, it ended with the book in um in the room with the tomb, and someone went and picked it up. So it was, like, I think it's clearly setting up more. Whoever was messaging Josh, the girl. No, because because the girl showed up at the end, and it turns out she was just some other girl at the school. Yeah, but she clearly has yeah. an interest in the witchcraft and stuff. So. That would be such a weird jump if it was like... If but it was just would the girl it? From I mean... Well, no, because they might, um, in, an, in a hopeful sequel, they'll probably, if, if it was her, they'd give her a bit of character first, or they might start with, like, that night from her perspective, where she's trying to track down the book and she's using... Um, her brother to we get another and... trilogy of the night from her perspective and then she gets the book then we get a <laughs> trilogy of the night from the book 1994 <laughs> part 6 part 12 19, <laughs> like eventually in like four, the Fear Street 5 trilogy we'll get 1995 <laughs> um yeah uh, have you been 
Have you been tempted to pick up or read any of the books? Since I read the, the synopses for the books, and they sound ridiculous. I was quite, I was quite disappointed because, like, Mike, we picked up a few of these books at the bookshop, didn't we, when we yeah. went to London? And it was like they were really thin, and the the the, the writing was massive. So, are they meant for kids, or are they? Yeah, aren't they? I don't know, because aren't there like? Maybe there's multiple. Aren't there loads of them? So you kind of want them to be short so you can get through them. Isn't Goosebumps meant for kids and Fear Street is meant for maybe like teens. older or teen, yeah. teens? But yeah. there's so so many of the Fear Street books, like reading their descriptions, sound just like Goosebumps. Yeah, but if you're, you know, if you're jumping from like 10-year-olds to like 13-year-olds, it's not going to be that much of a difference in the writing, but like... You know. But like tonally, the themes and stuff will be a bit darker, and there might be a bit more like explicit about someone's head going through a bread slicer, <laughs> and more about um, dating, as we've learned reading synopses. Yeah, there's so many where it's like someone goes on a date and then they die. <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely meant for like younger teenagers. <laughs> yeah, there's also like over a hundred of them, so yeah. like clearly, I may. I may start by searching up the ones that are closest to this trilogy. Um, well, there are know, there are like the main know, Fear Street know, series. Yeah, but I know that Dina shows up. There's a, there's a character called Dina in one of the books. I don't. I'm not sure which one, but there's Dina Freer. It's oh. Dina Fear. So I think that's where the Fear name and it's mainly about the fears and goods anyway. So worth checking out. I have a little segment as we sort of start rounding off our chat um in terms of recommendations for similar films what could you recommend for these for this trilogy if people like them uh part i'll come back to part one okay actually part one scream i think yeah. part one yeah. is definitely fully fully scream inspired part two friday the 13th and maybe sleepaway camp but I'm always very hesitant to recommend Sleepaway Camp because it's quite transphobic. Oh. Um, like, what the big twist is that the villain was actually trans the whole time. Uh, so I don't really like Sleepaway Camp that much. Um, and part three, The Witch by Robert Eggers. Oh, I've been um, meaning to watch Witch for ages. Also, I'd say, ha- I'd say Halloween as well is pretty close to the first one. Yeah. And as I said, that one episode from Sight. i i I do have one closing comment and that is i was very disappointed we never saw the renowned historical scientific method of testing witches which is to measure them against ducks in your largest scales so (laughs) i was very disappointed by that but um you know we can't all be python fans Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought there was an actual, like... Okay, I was yeah. going to say, that doesn't sound like the witch trials that I'm familiar with, <laughs> like the, the boiling stones and the, the witch dunking. If they drown, no. they're innocent. <laughs> if they don't, we'll kill them. She didn't turn, she didn't turn anyone into a newt, and nobody got better. Like, come on! I love it. Uh, I would like to wrap up by reading my favourite Fear Street book description. Okay. Uh, this is Fear Street number 32, College Weekend. Excellent. Hina arrives at Patterson College to spend the weekend with her boyfriend, Josh. But where is he? <laughs> <laughs> I remember 
I really thought there was more coming. (laughs) (laughs) That one's so good. Oh, that, that, actually, now that you now that you're saying it, I want to read that one. <laughs> that that reminds me of the um of the hot of the Halloween story premises from the Tracy Beaker magazine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tracy um, hears a Tracy hears something a voice coming from down the hallway. But what is it? <laughs> <laughs> Where is he? It's the bop. It's the bop kid. That's who it is. Um, I've got the Dina book. Uh, the book that features Dina is called, is number five, and it's the wrong number. And it's Dina and Jade learn the consequences of prank calls when Dina's half brother Chuck dials a wrong number, and it's a murderer. Whoa! <laughs> that's Amazing. Like Black Christmas. That's like Black Christmas. Uh, well, I guess uh, <laughs> on those hilarious notes. Uh, yeah, we'll wrap up then. So it's a uh, yeah, a goodbye from me and from Melanie. Boink. <laughs> Sammy. A spooky goodbye. <laughs> oh, and I tried to say goodbye to Reese, but where is he? <laughs>